So is there such a thing as good when you're going through grief? The answer is yes, but it's not something you will see or feel for a while. There are still things you can do now in preparation for your future. This episode may be a little bit longer with lots of important stuff for you to know and allow to grow within you. So please join me as I talk about three truths to give you hope for a future. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith, and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on the couch because it may be too hot on the porch. The weather seems to be warming up and we are having near 100 degrees. This episode is part two in a series of two and it's a continuation of the glimpse into your future. It's important because I want you to know that you have a future, that it will be good and why you should believe that. Last week, we talked about the good things in grief, like priorities and perspective shifting and pettiness losing its pull, a greater desire for purpose and more appreciation than you ever expected. These good things in grief are foundational to build a new life and to fulfill your purpose. You will be amazed at how God will redeem your all-consuming pain if you let him. So here are three foundational truths you need to know and have confidence in. Number one, you have a purpose and God has a plan. Girl, you have an assignment. You're here for a reason, period. No ifs, ands, or buts. You are unique. And when I say that, there are probably things that come to your mind that you see is different about you than others. God created you for a very specific purpose. He has a plan. Proverbs 16, 9 says, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And in Corinthians 2, 9, it says, But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. This is an important promise for you to build your hope on. In the past, you probably believed that there is a calling on your life. But this was before you were thrust into this new undesired world of loss. If you still believe that, that is fantastic. But if you're like many of us, that belief gets washed away in the grief because the pain is all you can feel and see right now. And that's normal. I just want you to be aware that the calling, the purpose of your life, it hasn't changed. The path to get you there isn't what you've ever expected, but it's still there. 
Also, you have to understand that God's will has little to do with cultural success. The amount of money, your position in your career, the number of Instagram followers or Facebook friends means little in God's economy. He calls you to follow him and in doing so to love and serve others. He's also put passions and skills and talents within your heart that you can use to bring him glory. When Monica died, I knew my purpose died with her. My young life had been so hard and I had no friends close after I moved to North Carolina, but God provided me all I needed and didn't have. Monica was a mother figure, a sister, a ride or die friend, and my anger and confusion, my poor decision-making, all the junk from my past turned into getting back into church, singing in the choir, thinking about others more than I did myself. Her music ministry gave me a purpose I never experienced. So I knew that was the thing God had for me. Then she died in faith, believing that God had healed her. So God failed her and he left me confused and broken. Little did I know that what I saw as a failure and brokenness was the beginning of a new ministry to help the hurting in ways I never would have before. It's not a trade-off situation here. It's not one or the other. It's God's will, his sovereignty, and it was my job to work on accepting that. Right now, grief is an incredible priority setter, a perspective changer, and a purpose builder. They may still feel meaningless to you because you're walking through such pain, and that's to be expected, but later, You'll see how this has changed you. Your plans or expectations shouldn't be confused with God's assignment for you. Psalm 33:11 says, The plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. The plans of God are through generations, and we only see a speck of that within our lifetime. As I was going through grief and asking why a million times, the real issue wasn't that an answer would have changed my pain. I thought it would. I thought if I understood why God would allow such a travesty, I could move forward. But what I learned was that asking why was more about me thinking my plan was the plan for my life and not trusting that God had a bigger picture. God is more about changing us in the situation than he is changing the situation for us. And please know that acceptance is not agreement or approval, but it is surrender. You know, when you're doing strength training and you lift a weight, the muscle is actually tearing, little micro tears, but it takes that breakdown to build back up and build stronger and bigger. Right now, you're in a massive tearing phase, but don't confuse your current path with your future destination. Grief will bring you to your knees, but it's putting you in a posture of surrender. In these intimate moments with God, he will call you to things you never saw coming. But once they're here, you're going to look back and you're going to say, yep, that's exactly what I was supposed to do. Number three, prepare the fields. Now this is your whole job right now. Psalm 910 says, God's a safe house for the battered, a sanctuary during bad times. The moment you arrive, 
you relax, and you're never sorry you knocked. I don't know if you've seen the movie Facing the Giants, but if you haven't, I suggest you do. There's one phrase in that movie that has stuck with me through all these years. The phrase is, prepare fields. There was a scene when the older man who had been seen in the school, you know, he, he walked up and down the halls and prayed over all the lockers. He came in to encourage Coach Taylor because Coach Taylor was trying to leave the program. Not trying, but he felt very defeated. He told him a story about two farmers who desperately needed rain. He said that both farmers prayed for rain, but only one farmer went out and prepared his fields to receive it. Then Mr. Bridges asked, so which one had more faith? His final words to the coach were, God will send the rain when he's ready. You need to prepare your field to receive it. So what does preparing the fields right now look like when you can hardly breathe or get out of bed? It is pray, read, and rise. You pray. Now, if you don't have much to say right now to God, then do what my friend Ernestine did. She just said, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, that's all you got to do. You read. If you have no desire or energy to read the Bible, listen to it on your phone or the computer, or go to YouTube and watch a video. You rise. Get out of that bed. Go drink some water. Take a five-minute walk. Now, if you're thinking, well, what good will that do? Well, just do it and see if it doesn't help you. It's going to help you feel a little proud of your action. It's going to make you feel a little proud of a goal that was met and a little more engaged in the world. And sometimes it's all the distraction you need to keep you from going into a hole. Right now, you are not expected to understand what the heck is going on within you or in God's plan. There are answers we're never going to have on this side of heaven. However, as time goes on and you are healing from the raw pain of grief, you look back and things that kept you up at night begin to be quieted. The parts of the timing of what happened to your loved one begin to gain some clarity and you thank God more than you question him. The other stuff, the rebuilding of your life, the discovering your purpose after loss, that's born out of the smaller steps taken. You prepare the fields right now as you allow God to plant the seeds, water them, and protect you as you grow. And you have everything you need to get through this, even if you don't think you do, because God has either equipped you or he's going to send people that you need in the moment that you need. Even though you are walking out a very personal journey of grief right now, you are loved and you are seen. So in grief, God is going to strip away the energy-wasting, superficial relationships in your life. Because when you go through grief, you outgrow them. And you have more focus on what is truly important. So as a quick recap, we're talking purpose, plans, and preparation. You have a purpose and God has a plan for you. Your plans or your expectations they should not be confused with God's assignment for you. And last, prepare the fields. This is your job right now through praying, reading, and rising. Our verse for the week is Proverbs 16, 9. 
the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And the song, I'm going with Danny Gokey for the trifecta. This is the third time, but I, I think it just really fits right here. We've already done Hope in Front of Me and A New Day. And this week we're going to go with Stand in Faith by Danny Gokey. I'm leaving another song up there too as a reminder of who God is in your life. It's called Jaira by Elevation Worship. And next week, Lord willing, and I don't mess up the tech, I'm going to have a guest on the show. She is a pastor, a chaplain, and a Christian counselor, and I'm blessed to call her friend. If you have any questions for her, please go to grief2greatday.com and email them. Or join us in the Grief Group for Christian Women Facebook community. Yes, it's literally called the Grief Group for Christian Women. And post your questions there. That's your journey works. The work of your journey for this week. I know y'all have questions. I had a million of them. So here's a way to have some biblically based answers. If you need more personalized help, then go to grief to the number two, greatday.com and set up a one-on-one -on -one grief coaching session. I want you to come as you are. It really doesn't matter where you are in the grief process. I can help you navigate the next steps. If you don't have a church home, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. Links to both the Facebook group and the church are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future and your purpose. And keep on coming back to the house. Keep sitting on the couch and keep taking those steps. It does not matter how small towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.